so far. <coughs> I'm so excited to be here. Really happy. First time I've been with you on a Sunday. Done other stuff with you, but also just want to say how much I appreciate you as a church. Um, now you might say, oh, why? Because um, we have walked alongside one another. I know Jamie talking about finding me. Well, actually, there's been a group of people who have found one another who have gone on a similar journey. Um, really in the pursuit of, of the, the fullness of the freedom that, that, that Jesus paid for us. Um, Galatians 5 verse 1 uh, says that it's for freedom Christ set you free. And um, when I was a younger Christian, and I was born again when I was 16, um, I, used to th I thought that verse was just saying the same thing twice. Do you know? It's, oh yeah, freedom. Yeah, okay. But it, it doesn't. It says actually there's a purpose for your freedom. Because as it goes on to say, um, don't allow yourselves to become slaves again. Okay, so Jesus set you free from everything. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes. You could be more excited. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, that's a very British response. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus set you free from everything, everything, every hindrance, everything that restricted you in terms of your spiritual reality. Um, you know, we're all equal. One reason I know that is that actually we were all dead in sin. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody got the same testimony. Amen. I was dead. Yes. Jesus raised me to a new life. Amen. Um, now, when I, I, sorry, there's all sorts of things I'd love to share with you today, but I, I was born again when I was 16. It was a great surprise to me because I, I wasn't really looking for God. He found me. Um, wasn't born, wasn't brought up in a Christian home, uh, very non-religious home um, and, and, and Jesus found me um, and uh, I actually had a great life beforehand. <coughs> I had a really good life, I was very successful, uh, great family, very happy, sport wise I was good at intellectual, I was already decided, I was heading off to medical school if I'm a medical doctor, but you know, I'd already decided that. Uh, then then <coughs> I discovered Jesus and I discovered that there was a great exchange that he offered us which was actually an eternal life with all his fullness within it. And you know what, I did an exchange. And then, I used to think I didn't have a very good testimony because I, I, I hadn't uh, mugged anybody, hadn't knifed anybody, hadn't done drugs. And at that time of, of in Christianity, um, the books going around were, were Run Baby Run, Cross on the Switchblade. Um, now if you don't know these books, they, 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 those are sort of gangster stories, people becoming Christians. There was um, Jackie Pullinger, you know, with all the, the drug addicts from uh, from Hong Kong getting brought out that, that's, that's slavery um, and I thought well, well I haven't got much to say <laughs> I don't know anybody else had something like that oh, I just you know, don't, haven't got any yeah. I, I wasn't bad <laughs> no I'm just dead <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I realised that my Christian testimony is not meant to be about how bad I am or was yes. it's about how good Jesus is Amen. yes yeah? And that, that, the gospel is not, not about how bad somebody is. And that's why sometimes it's so sad, isn't it, when we try and preach somebody towards Jesus by telling them how bad they are. Yeah, <laughs> the gospel is how good Jesus is. Yeah. And his, his goodness is that he set you free from everything in the past. And once you're born again, you have eternal life and it can't be taken away from you. Yeah. It's amazing. So how much do you treasure that, that you would guard it so that actually you live this life in freedom 
and live it out in all its fullness. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to track with me, so it'll be all right. Trust me. How much potential do you have as a Christian in your life? What do you think? How much potential do you have as a Christian? My progress is very slow. It don't seem to be going there. All right. Anywhere sometimes. So you're going a bit slow. Do you want to go a bit further, faster? Yeah. Okay. Should we do something about that today? Would that be good? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got some good news for you. <coughs> um, God's inside you. Is that good news? Good news. <laughs> he's inside you as well. Actually, if you're born again, he's inside you. Mm. No, he's inside you just yeah. the same as he's inside me. And actually, during the worship, um, we're talking about his goodness was running after me. Mm. Yeah. I felt God highlight uh, a verse to me. This, this is not in the notes. I don't do notes for sermons, but it's, it's, I have thoughts. But there's a beautiful verse in Acts chapter 10 where it describes Jesus. Okay, and... Um, Peter's uh, in Cornelius's house and he's explaining stuff to him. He says that, um, you know what was happening throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached? Now listen to this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Come on, come on. These are easy questions. Yes. <laughs> is he powerful? Yes. Is he less powerful in you than he is in me, for instance? No. No, we all have the same Holy Spirit. You don't get the full. I haven't got the upgraded version. <laughs> we all get the same Holy Spirit. And he is powerful because he is God. Okay? Uh, so if you've received the Holy Spirit and you've received power, you've got the same power that Jesus had when he walked as a human being on planet Earth. Okay? Because so, it goes on to say this and it explains it. <coughs> How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Now that, that is a statement about Jesus' humanity. It doesn't take away from the fact that he always was and is God. Yes. But Jesus existed on planet Earth as a human being with limitations. Mm. Yeah, I hope you're comfortable with that. Yeah. 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 And, oh, my Jesus wasn't limited. He was. Yeah. He, told, he said he was. He said, actually, better that I go away from you because the Holy Spirit will come. If you want to know which bits of, of Jesus was limited in, um, <coughs> Jesus had to die as a human being because God can't die. Mm. Amen. Yeah? Amen. Jesus had to, <laughs> only by becoming a human being could he actually make the sacrifice of death so that we could be saved. Amen. So he limited himself within the context of humanity. Now, we, we know those limitations. You do so. You'll do. Okay? It's all right. Yeah. <coughs> okay. How he went around doing good. How many of you like doing good? Yes. Not being good? Yes. And I'm, I reckon probably a lot of goodness flows out of you every week. Amen. Stuff that you do. Just in life, stuff you might do together, but actually just being... You like being good to people, so I'm sure you do. Do try to help people. Yeah, you see, so you go around doing good. Yeah. Doing good's good. But there's something that you need if you want it to be fully good, in my mind. <coughs> so doing good and healing all who are under the power of the devil. How about that? <laughs> so, is our world in a little bit of turmoil at the moment? 
I would say more than that. I would say our world is a, in a, a, an extraordinary state of confusion, um, chaos. <coughs> um, who's going to be the good news? Oh, yeah. You can be the good news, sir? Yes, we, we're the good news. We go around doing good, but we're not powerless Christians. Amen. Amen. We are powerful people. Yes. We're the most powerful people on earth. Yes. That's true. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. So nothing is impossible for us. Jesus said of his disciples, it's in Mark 16, he says, these signs will follow those who believe. Amen. Okay, do you want me to read it out to you? I read Mark, Mark 16. <coughs> Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Now I think we're all very familiar with that, that responsibility. Now that responsibility will weigh you down if you've not got power to be able to do it. Yeah. It'll, it'll seem like an obligation that is difficult to achieve, too much, and, oh, and in the end, disappointment or not, not thinking you can do it actually will cancel out the desire to do it. Or the belief that it's possible. Um, go into all the world and preach good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. So, who is that referring to? Ah, it's referring back to the people who've just believed and been born again. Mm. It's not saying, oh, those who are really mature Christians, this will, this will apply to the apostles. So, anybody who believes, and I just told you, anybody who believes just gets born again. So, as soon as you're born again, these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. Yeah. That's normal Christianity. Yes. For everybody. Are we living in it? Yes. Yes and no. <laughs> if we're honest with us, I'm, I'm, I'm not living in all the fullness of that yet. I'm not sure I know anybody who is, but that is Jesus' expectation. And it's not an unrealistic, uncaring expectation. He burns him, us down with something. He says, take my yoke upon you, for it is easy. It's not meant to be. Oh, now I've got to heal the sick. Oh, my goodness. I feel responsible. Now, I like the responsibility, but it's not meant to be heavy. <coughs> okay, so back to the notes for the time being. How many of you understand how miracles happen? Literally, how they work? I don't. <laughs> I'm a doctor, I'm, you know, I understand a lot about the body, but there's certain bits that think, I don't know how that works. <coughs> and <coughs> basically, miracles won't happen because you understand how they work. <laughs> yes, and there's, there's Great verse in the Bible, and this is what I wanted to, the first I want to sort of get you thinking about today, and then we'll look at actually how freedom gets expressed. Um, but in Proverbs 3 it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Okay, problem for a lot of us as Christians is we lean on our understanding. Mm -hmm. If we don't understand it, we don't do it. Amen. 
That's true. Amen. Paul, don't think we can do it. Amen. So recently God's been challenging me. Um, and uh, I, you know, I've prayed for the sick. I've seen many miracles throughout life. Um, I've got a couple of books there that will tell you some of those, those stories. And I'll tell you one or two today. But, um, <clears throat> uh, and I've had the gift of prophecy and particularly words of knowledge for many, many years. I was a bit, bit slow in, in realising I got the gift of, of, uh, of words of knowledge um, because it happened to me ooh, in my early 20s. And I used to go to the church we were part of at that time every Sunday morning and I would get pain in my body. All sorts of pains in different places while we were worshipping. And I just thought, this is a distraction. I'm just going to keep on worshipping God no matter what. I don't care what the devil throws at me. <laughs> oh, seriously, this was my thing. I don't care. I'm going to worship. I have pain everywhere. This went on for two years. And I, 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 thought, God, I said to my wife, Kim, this is really strange. <laughs> And as soon as we're out of the meeting, pain's gone. Yeah. <coughs> Three years into this, a friend of mine went on a um, healing training with a guy called Ian Andrews. So somebody might have heard of Ian Andrews. And he came back and said, hey, did you know that you get words of knowledge by pain in your body? And I thought, no, I don't. I wish I did. That would have saved me two years. <laughs> <laughs> I was slow on the uptake. God had been speaking to me about what was going on with people in the congregation because he wanted to highlight the sickness because he wanted to heal them. Right? Yeah, I was just slow. A bit like you, sir. I was slow. It's right, but let's not stay slow, shall we? <laughs> <coughs> so I started to use these words of knowledge and learn, learn how to use them. Yeah? Now, what the Bible talks about with prophecy, you prophesy in accordance with your faith. And actually, your faith needs to grow into, into this stuff, which is why I've written my book called Faith. Um, and it's got three sections of it. What is faith? Enemies of faith. Because there's lots of things that come against your faith. And how to grow in faith. Um, and, um, and I just started to see things happening. But more recently, God's been giving me strange ones. Right? Um, so when I, like, before coming here, I've been spending time with God. Anything particularly you want to say to the, you know, this congregation? Um, and it, what I do the same when I'm uh, preaching back at Eastgate. Um, and one Sunday at Eastgate... I was, well, it was on the Saturday, I was getting myself ready. He said, okay, God, what do you want to say <coughs> to, to the congregation tomorrow? And he said, be true. <laughs> be true. No. Any, any other? <laughs> any, more, any more to go around that? Be true. Be true, be true is not really helpful, God. Um, and I'm not sure I regard that as a word of knowledge, so I'm, I'm putting that down the list at the moment. I kept on praying. I've got other ones. But be true wouldn't go away. Well. No, not a word. And I thought... God, you've got to give me more detail around this. He says, I don't want to. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to feel stupid. <clears throat> anyway, so I got up on the Sunday morning. I was quite clever because I, I had a whole list of words of knowledge and I, I, I sneaked it in there somewhere, you know, just to hide it and thought... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very confident that this was actually going to have any great impact upon... Anyway, that's a stupid word, knowledge, if ever I've heard one, be true. Afterwards, I had three people come up to me and said, that's the word of God for me today. Really? How? This was the story of one of them. <coughs> a couple came up, <coughs> and they visit Eastgate occasionally, and that morning, God said to them, you've got to go to Eastgate today. Okay? Now, 
this is the backstory. This man had been seriously ill with septicemia, um, been in hospital at, the, at death's door, uh, been uh, in a coma, ventilated for about two weeks, um, and was in real, real difficulty. Came out of the coma, you know, great medical care, helped, helped keep him alive. Um, but even once he was better and out of the hospital, he was still not, not feeling well. Now, they were Christians, they prayed during that time. Um, they honestly felt that, that God had abandoned them during that time. Uh, that they, he hadn't answered their prayers, um, that he hadn't been with them. Now, do you understand any of those feelings? <laughs> yeah, they battled through, just felt, where, where was God in all of that? <coughs> when the man came out of his coma after two weeks, he had a craving for a certain sort of food. Speak the truth. Well, I said he didn't like, well, he didn't dislike it, but he never wanted beetroot before. He wants beetroot with every meal. You've just told us something we know that God has been with us all this time. That he never abandoned us. He never left us. Amen. See, if I'd, I was tempted to lean on my own understanding saying, that's stupid. I'm not including it. Who would have missed out? And there were three other people. I did another one when I went to preach. I was preaching about it. Robin Liz's church in, in Essex, great friends of ours. And um, <coughs> for that one, God said mushrooms. Yeah, oh goodness, mushrooms. <laughs> so, this time I put it at the top of the list. I thought I'd get it out of the way quickly and got rid of mushrooms. And when I bought this, this word knowledge, um, <laughs> I, I thought, I just thought, I need to say something about it. I said, look, we've got the word of God. And it's mushrooms, and for some reason, mushrooms are really important to somebody. Okay, that, that's what I said. At the end of the week, this guy came up to me and said, can I have a chat with you? He said, yeah, sure. And he said, look, um, I've, I've got a dream that I've been pursuing for 10 years. I thought God had given it to me. Nothing has happened with it. It hasn't come into being. You know, I'm somewhat frustrated about it. I've, I've worked really hard at it for 10 years. Um, and I'm not sure whether it's time to, 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 to abandon it. It was actually to do with a, a, a musical production. He's a musician. Um, God had given him stuff. And so he's worked at it for 10 years. He said, I'm just about on the edge of giving it up. <laughs> he says, um, but uh, I, I sing a lot. I sing to mine. I make up songs as I'm singing. And I often do that when I'm cooking. He said, I was in my kitchen this week. And um, I was making something. And I was chopping up mushrooms. And as I was chopping up the mushrooms, I made up this little song. Mushrooms are really important. <laughs> he says, I now know God wants me to keep pursuing that dream. Is it amazing? Now, do you understand? What I want to tell you, God doesn't want you to understand everything. He wants you to trust him. Okay, so in, in the... First we talked about it. it was the freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It goes on to say this. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to, the whole, to obey the whole law. You who are trying to just, be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. Um, now, what, what that basically is saying is that, that you, you can't add to your salvation by works. Okay? So, 
So, and, that, and that's the classic battle that, that has gone on uh, through the whole 2,000 years of, of, of New Testament Christianity. Is a gospel of grace is preached, and then people come along and add some things you need to do. You need to do this, you need to believe this, otherwise you're not a proper Christian. That, that's the message that's been going on throughout generation after generation after generation, and it is still around. You know, I remember when I was first born again, it wasn't bad instruction, but it was a legalistic instruction. You must read your Bible. You must. You must do this. You must. <laughs> now, it's not a bad idea to read your Bible. But it's not a legalistic obligation as soon as you become a Christian. Now you say, ooh, really? Do you know why that's important? Some people can't read. Oh, can't be a good Christian if you can't read your Bible. Oh, how about folk with dyslexia or difficulties? Do you understand? I'm, 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 this is, I want you to read your Bible. I love my Bible. Don't get me wrong, all right? But this is... There's lots of must we you must do this, you must, you must, you must. Um, I'm amazed how Jesus discipled people. He didn't give them musts, he gave them choice. <laughs> Always. And um, I love it, you know, when he's got he's fed the five thousand. That's a good crowd to have, isn't it? Everybody liked that free meal. Then they, they um, <coughs> come along and says, okay, um, next lesson, got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Then that's not a good idea. <coughs> and <coughs> they all leave him, don't they? from the 12. What does he say to the 12? Well, you can. You get choice of what you do. Yeah? Now, choice comes with responsibility. And let's go back to the Bible. We have a responsibility to know this, this book as best you can. Yeah? I love my Bible, as I said. <coughs> but I don't want to make people obliged to how they need to do their Christianity. That's not what Jesus did to people. Yeah? Make sense? Okay, it says, for though we, the spirit, through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Wow. Okay, so <clears throat> the outworking of freedom is actually given a, a, a way of a, a, a mechanism which is actually your faith in Christ, expressed in a loving way towards Amen. other people. Amen. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, because so, basically you can have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, what are you? Just noisy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We're not meant to, to be powerful people without love. That's right. Amen. So, so loving kindness is the context within which powerful faith should work. So, so we're called to love the world, are we not? Amen. But we're not just called to love them without power, we're called to love them with power. Yeah. That can change their circumstances. Um, a few weeks ago I was in Holland, um, and a church that we, we work with over there, and as I say, 
David and Rachel know this. Oh, I just want to say big thanks for the working together on the podcast. Have been such a, such a gem, um, and I know how hard Jamie's worked at that. Uh, I, t- I turned up basically. He's, he's done most of the work, and the, the team there at Eastgate recorded it later. But um, but that that podcast is actually uh, equipping Christianity throughout the world. You know, it's going all over the world. And you you played a part in that. Um, and this church in, in um, Maastricht in Holland is, is, is very much, uh, they're using that podcast and, and so you're, you're impacting, one thing is you're impacting the world, which is great. And they're a great church, um, uh, struggling a little bit um, post-COVID reality as a lot of churches are, um, but they've got this amazing opportunity, they've got this, uh, they've taken over the use of this monastery and they're doing extraordinary things there in the kingdom, extraordinary, extraordinary stuff going on. Um, and uh, a, lot of, a lot of doing good being done, so they've actually got 16 Ukrainian families, well, families without the dads, um, living in this monastery right now. They house, um, it's got what's called a mother and baby unit, it's for mums who have had to take sort of refuge away from, from <coughs> dangerous situations, and they look, they look after those. They've got a Bible school there, they've got a church there, they've got, got other stuff going on. <coughs> um, and this monastery's been around for... It's about 100 or so years, it's, it's, it's not really old one, but it's, it's a building, but it's, it's quite well known in the area. And as a church, they've started to meet there. Now, well, that's been interesting, because it's been known as a, a spiritual place for quite a long time. And um, they started to have people from the New Age turn up. And this is quite interesting, because New Age people are spiritual. They are. That's what There's an endeavor there. Now, <coughs> What they believe, I don't believe, yeah? But they are believers. Well, I'll come back to this, quite simple. And, um, and if you can get believers and direct them towards Jesus and they believe in Jesus, you often get amazing outcomes. And the difference between believers and unbelievers? <laughs> A lot of Christians are unbelievers when it comes around to miracles and signs and wonders. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We, 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 we are far slower than that. Whereas actually, a lot of people out there, they, they believe all sorts of wacky stuff. Yes. <laughs> they have all sorts of wacky stuff, so they have no problem believing in miracles. But if you get them to touch Jesus, then miracles can happen in the name of Jesus, and then they discover who Jesus is. Amen. And again, <clears throat> something I've been talking about a lot recently, is I think Christians are so keen to introduce people to Jesus the saviour, they forget to, to introduce people to Jesus the healer, the prophet and the teacher beforehand because in the New Testament most people came to find Jesus the healer, the mm, prophet and the amen. teacher right. and then they had a choice of whether they wanted Jesus the Messiah. Yeah, <coughs> most people didn't come to find the Messiah, they actually, whoa he is the Messiah. They came because they had a need of healing, or they, hey, this guy's teaching, whoa, where did he teach? Got such authority, the woman at the well. Hey, you should come and meet this guy. He told me everything about my life, he knows everything. Come, come, come. That's yeah. a prophet. Yeah, that's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That, that, that leading people to Jesus is not, not, not limited to actually Amen. get them to meet the Savior and get them over the line. But that doesn't happen for most people. Mm. 
Anyway, so I think, and um, some of the new age folks there have been born again. And guess what? They're bringing their mates. Why? Hey, you should see what we found. You know, so this, 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 is, this is how it works normally. Yeah. People find something really good and say, hey, whoosh, over here. Something really good's happening. So um, I was there, and on a, f a Friday evening, I was uh, doing a whole series on freedom, and working my way through a few days teaching them about freedom. And at the end, this one of the ladies who's now part of the church had been born again out of the New Age. She introduced me to a friend of hers who was part of the New Age community. And um, <clears throat> basically, this lady had a very serious uh, health issue going on. Um, and. Uh, they wanted me to pray for her. Uh, I'll describe the health issue to you. If you're, if you're medical in any way, you'll understand it. If, if you don't, don't understand it, don't worry. Just trust me, it was serious. <laughs> so, how many of you ever heard of having a slip disc in your back? Okay, anybody ever have one? Well, that's good. Anyway, it's painful, broadly speaking. Normally in the lower back, when you get things like sciatica, where, where, where the, the disc, and the discs are the, the bit like the shock absorbers between the bones in your vertebral column. And if they sort of leak out, they slip out, they compress on nerves. Um, and it's bad enough when it's in the back. This lady had it in her neck um, at the level of the fourth cervical vertebra, and it was already pressing into her spinal cord. Now, that is really dangerous, okay? And, and if it got worse, um, she could have ended up completely paralyzed, neck down. That's serious, okay? She had lots of symptoms, and she was due for surgery about 10 days later, um, and that surgery, uh, I know, it is really difficult, unpleasant, because they have to go through the throat from the front to get at the, the disc behind, okay? So, so, and it goes, at that level, they'd be going through a voice box around there, so massive risk of all sorts of things. So she's, concerned. So she comes up to me and she's just telling me a little bit about herself. And she says, um, so a friend said, so, so will you pray for her? I said, well, I can, I can pray for her, um, but I haven't got a prayer that will work. <coughs> I will pray for her, but the key issue is, can I help you touch Jesus? Because God doesn't want us to have techniques and special prayers with regard to healing, because they don't work. They're, they're, they're our legalistic sort of bits that we think we can do to help Jesus heal. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just helped you, Jesus, by adding my little bit of medical knowledge to this, and you know, I'll try really hard, and I'll, I'll, really, I'll really try to believe. You know, you know, you can't try to believe something. <laughs> you do believe it, or you don't. And let's be honest about it. And I love the guy in the Bible says, "I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief." That's where all of us are, sir. Okay? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said, look, what I can do is I can help you touch Jesus. Because yes. I know him and I know he's with me. And if you're happy, that's what I want to do right now. And I'll do it by praying for you. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll lay hands on you. Just lay my hand on your shoulder. And I'll pray and we'll see what happens. And now, as I say, I've got special prayers, techniques. They don't work. Basically, what works in terms of healing is faith yes. and compassion. The two things, love and faith. Yeah. Do I love this person enough to care? 
or is it a Christian duty that I have to perform? If it's, if I, I'm concerned, my, uh, there's compassion that needs to flow towards this lady because she's in serious trouble. This is not a Christian duty. I'm, I'm the man of God. I can do this for you. No, I, 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 all I need to do is, is make sure I'm loving and helping her touch Jesus. So I put a hand on her shoulder, didn't screw up my face in effort or close my eyes, I just looked at her. That's, that's weird for most people here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hand on the shoulder I prayed in tongues for about a minute and I explained to her what I was going to do she wasn't I'm going to pray in tongues that's the language of heaven it'll help you connect to heaven and I prayed in tongues for about a minute and then after I said oh is there anything happening she says yeah, I feel really hot wow I said oh great you're just touching Jesus right the Holy Spirit when he came up the day of Pentecost what did he come in for more fire that's hot wind. Often people feel things moving. Breeze or, or hot fire. <coughs> okay, so I said, oh, I think you've just touched Jesus. Let's, let's pray for another minute or so, and then we'll be done. Pray for another minute. And I said, off you go. Let me know, what, let me know what's happening. <coughs> um, so that's Friday evening. Uh, the person I was staying with, um, Saturday morning, he gets uh, a WhatsApp message saying, this lady's woken up completely symptom-free. Completely symptom free. <coughs> and can she come to the Sunday meeting to talk to me afterwards about what's just happened to her? And I said, sure, you can come along. Um, and she came along for five other friends with her, I think it was four or five other friends with her, who also wanted to now be prayed for. Oh, Jesus. But there's a number one burning question she had because she's now got no symptoms and she wanted to know what she did what to do now I'm a medical doctor as I said she wanted to know where she stood in the medical process which is a good question isn't it? yeah you'd want to know wouldn't you that this is a very relevant question because uh, quite understandably she didn't want to have unnecessary surgery if it wasn't necessary but we didn't want to make a presumption it wasn't necessary because all I know at the moment is she hasn't got symptoms. I don't know that the problem's gone. And this is really important part of what I teach you in terms of how if you want to interact with the medical world, which I do with, in terms of healing, you, you have to be wise about it. And that's yeah. why um, we've got this organisation called Heaven in Healthcare, which again you guys support. And our healing centre at Eastgate, which is actually accepted as a complementary service alongside the National Health Service because we've learned how to navigate these sort of difficult questions. And, and if you're interested in that, go on, go on in heavenandhealthcare.com and find out, help, you, help you know that, won't you? Yeah. Um, could we teach you about that? Anyway, so I said to this day, please don't disengage from the medical process. Yeah. So her, her appointment, she had pre-operative appointments the next day. I said, go along and have your pre-operative appointment. But say, look, something strange has happened to me and I haven't got any symptoms. I don't know how to explain it. I said, you can explain it whichever way you like, but I'm not telling you how you must explain it. If you want to tell you know, somebody that, you know, that, that you know, the guy prayed for you and you felt you touched Jesus and maybe he's made you better, that's fine. But it's her testimony, not, not my coaching into the right words. Anyway, so she goes along and um, she has a consultation and they do another MRI scan because of what she says. And I've got pictures of the pre and the post MRI, but the two MRI scans and the second one is completely normal. Wow. 
got it checked out by a second specialist, complete normal, no surgery. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. That's normal if we can get people to touch Jesus. That'd be worth finding out. Touching Jesus. Sometimes we try and get in the way. Try and do stuff. <coughs> After I prayed for this lady, it's quite interesting. She wanted to pay me some money. Bless her. You know, because she, she, she was grateful. She said, "What can I do for you? Can I give you some money?" And I said, "No, no, you can't." I said, "Look, it's really important for you to understand. Jesus has freely given me what I've got. My job is to freely give it away." And I must never attach any conditions to Jesus' healing power. <laughs> Otherwise, it, it, it goes out of the realms of grace. That's right. This is not a money-making enterprise. Right. One of the things we did with our healing centre is we did research and showed and demonstrated to the health authorities that nobody feels in any way coerced or anything to, to, to give us money, change their beliefs, come to a meeting. It's, it's all done freely in the name of grace. Yeah. Because we love people. now be reverberating around the new age community, that church, and also the medical world. That's right. um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping when I go back is that I might be able to meet uh, with a surgeon and say, look, would it be great if we could offer you this service before surgery? <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> and then I've offered to train folks in that church around the ways that we do our healing centre. This has been good news. Yeah. Yeah. So we, when we went and, and presented our healing centre to, to the, sort of the 100 GPs, basically we said, we can save you millions of pounds a year. That, I tell you, is very good news to the health service at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how many of us here? Good, good enough number. Say within the next month, Every one of you prayed for just one person. You've got them healed. They got healed and saved because you helped them touch Jesus and they no longer need medical intervention. That's not to make a difference in our world. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think it would. Yeah. yeah. Could we go, oh, the NHS is in trouble. It is. It is. It's in serious trouble. I've never seen anything like it. I go, oh, goodness. NHS. Terrible trouble. Hopeless. Let's join in the complaining. Complaining, <laughs> really bad. Service is really bad. Real problem. Can't get a problem with a doctor. I think the Bible says do all things without complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Working at the surgery, get all that going on at the moment. Yeah. All, all going on. Let's be good news to the health board. So, you know what? I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm going to start doing normal Christianity. In the power of the Spirit. Because I have the Holy Spirit inside me. I'm not limited in any way as a Christian. I'm powerful. 
I've um, <coughs> been showing this story actually because I've got the, oh, <laughs> the images of the MRI scans are on my phone on, on WhatsApp. So, and I, I play sport with a number of non-Christian guys. Um, every week I'm out playing sport with these guys. We have a lot, a lot of laughs. Um, <coughs> Thursday evenings usually set aside for me to go and play racquetball with my mates. We have a beer afterwards. <laughs> and uh, but just after I've been there, I've got these pictures that week. I said, hey guys, listen to this. Well, this is normal conversation, just over a beer. So, so they think, oh, wow, amazing. Um, and I've known them for a number of years. So when I'm traveling, I've, I've traveled quite a lot around. They say, hey, you've been doing that healing thing again? <laughs> yeah, I said, I have. Um, <laughs> as a result of that, um, one of these guys has actually asked me to pray with a family member, who, again, just provoked a serious illness. This is news. We're good news. We're miracle workers. We're miracle workers, yeah? You're not inferior in any way. We've got so much I'd like to teach you guys. Read, read the book, it'll be good. But, um, let me just, what time are we finishing? Is it half past we finish? Is that about right? As I said, I, I can go on for this for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm just trying to stir you up to believe in your beliefs. Yes. Yeah? <coughs> you are powerful. Sir, you're a powerful person. You, yeah, look at you. <laughs> God's going to use you this week. going to give you an opportunity this week to step out in faith. I think it's going to come in your work context. And uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, your heart's going to be stirred by somebody. In their, their, their situation. I don't know what that situation is. I think God would say, this might be normal for you anyway, but, but just step out of that moment and, and engage with that person and watch God touch them with power. Okay. Be brave. Now that could be any one of you this week. That's not exclusive. Has anybody decided they're staying at home all week because it's just going to be too hot and they're not going out? Or it, no, you will interact with people this week. Every one of us touch the world every day. You don't have to go searching for the world, it's there. <coughs> um, I felt God gave me some strange words of knowledge this morning. So, ostrich, bananas, lawnmower, and cocoa powder, okay? Um, if they're not relevant for you yet, then they might be this week. Ostrich, bananas, lawnmower, cocoa powder, look out for them. <coughs> and they are just a, a reminder, God says he wants to remind you that you are powerful people. The ostrich word is specific for somebody here, and I don't know what it's about, but I believe God is actually just opening up a new adventure for you. <coughs> okay? And it, 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 ostrich has got a meaning for somebody here, and there's a door of opportunity about to open up, and God's saying, don't be frightened to go through it. Okay. Um, how many of you have any trouble believing in gravity? Nobody? We, <laughs> we depend upon gravity, don't we? Mm. I don't, most days don't think about it, do you? No. You know, when, when, when you've got a full belief system in something, you don't think about it a lot. I don't, work, I don't wake up in the morning thinking, what if gravity is working today? <laughs> it just is. Or air. Can you see air? No. Can't see it. Can't see gravity. 
I just don't exist. Yeah. Why? Because I, I, I experience it. I experience air. If there was no air, then we would have trouble. If there was no gravity, life would be very different. It would be a very interesting experience. <coughs> now, what, what I'm saying is we, we, it is natural for human beings to believe in the unseen realm. Yeah. Implicitly, we trust things that we can't see or understand. I'm a scientist. I do not understand gravity. I can tell you the theories of gravity, the mathematics of it. I don't know how it works. I don't need to understand it to experience it. Is God unseen? Yeah, most of the time. Do you experience him all the time? You do. He is literally with you all the time. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When you wake up in the morning, he's with you. Amen. Just as much as gravity and air. That's right. He has never gone for you. And know how I know he's never gone for you? Because if you've got the Holy Spirit inside you, he literally can't leave you. That's right. He's not an external reality that will suddenly whoop, lift off, had enough of you, I'm off today. <laughs> God, I don't like you anymore, and I don't want to use you. No, he is literally inside us. constant truth and reality that I don't have to strive Amen. to achieve. Amen. I don't have to work hard for God to be with me. But there's a beautiful invitation in Galatians. It says, since we're born again with the Spirit, let's walk with the Spirit. Yes. Yeah? We've been born again with the Spirit, so therefore let's walk with Him. And I love that imagery. Mm. And it's, not, it's not, a, not a harsh command to, to, to obey. Keep in step. Because the NIV says, keep in step with the Spirit. It's, a, that it's actually, it's, it's walking. It's a fellowship word. And you know, in, in the Garden of Eden, God used to come and walk with them in the cool of the day. It's normal for, Christi, Christ, uh, normal for humanity to, to have God walking. And you know, people say, how, how, Pete, how do you do your stuff that you do? I say, well, I don't do much other than walk with God. <laughs> The Holy Spirit is with me. He's with me constantly. Having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I want to I want to encourage you to become more confident in Holy Spirit. Learn to appreciate Him. I'm not saying you don't appreciate Him at all, but I think most Christians in the West, certain, if you gave them a choice of Jesus physically with them as opposed to the Holy Spirit inside them, most people would choose Jesus. Oh, amazing, Jesus was here. Imagine Jesus was in this meeting right now and you're going to go off down into town with him. Seriously, just think about it. Wow, if Jesus was here right now, we go to town, would you expect something to happen? Yes. Do you think some, you might see some miracles? Yes. Might feed a few thousand people? It would happen. Why? Because our confidence in Jesus, that's faith. Amen. Somehow we haven't translated that into the same faith and confidence in the Holy Spirit who is actually inside Amen. us. Amen. And that's a belief that you need to change. Because Jesus said, actually, guys, it's better for you that I go. That's right. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, no. I'd like Jesus. I really would like <laughs> Give me a choice of Jesus, I'll choose Jesus. No. He said, I'm not 
but I will never leave you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will send you the Spirit, and He will be with you. And then, you know what? He will lead you into all truth. That's right. If you don't understand, don't worry. He'll lead you into the truth. So if we finish, I'd like to pray for a and that flowing of the Holy Spirit. So, this dear gentleman, thank you for being so honest. You're welcome. You've got the Holy Spirit inside you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's powerful. Just step into all the reality of that. That's the potential of Christianity in your life. Literally, no limits. And if we learn to live like that as Christians, then the world around us will be touched by Jesus and amazing things will happen. People will not be able to keep themselves away from this place. <clears throat> Jesus was an attraction and an experience, and so is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here. You are God. You are the fullness of God inside me. Wow. Holy Spirit, thank you. Nothing is impossible for you. Because you are God. Thank you. You will lead me into all truth. Holy Spirit, thank you for the invitation to walk with you every day. <coughs> every day. And Holy Spirit, thank you I can then expect to live a naturally supernatural lifestyle. Father, I pray for the fire of heaven to come in this place right now. Also the wind of the Spirit to blow. want to experience you today. Probably pray our daily lives will be an expression <coughs> for the kingdom of heaven. Pray for you. Help us to help people touch Jesus. Father, I pray for a release of the gift of healing, faith, miracles in this place. I pray that many, many signs and wonders will happen, not just in this building, but through these people, yes. that this area would know a touch of God wow. that will transform lives and transform this area. Hallelujah.